So we pick up at the top of uh, Duff 70 now, Duff Iron, we're in the, in the 70s, and as follows, I'm a Naudai, uh, the sages of Naudai uh, come along and say, and now it's, it's a bit of a uh, seemingly different statement than uh, what we have been uh, saying after a, a few different topics from what we have been saying up until now. Uh, anyway, so they, they, we'll see how it relates in a second. Lo ketivan orkata ad Amitaltalai, uh, um, you know, so you're not allowed to write this document of authorization uh, for for uh, uh, to allow other people to go along and collect a debt for you or, or to uh, act as a, as a litigant in a case to collect movables for you, uh, and uh, and uh, you're not allowed to to do uh, such a thing. You, you can't you can't do it. So Amaravashi Lamaima. So Ravashi says to Maima, my timer. What is the reason? For such a thing, Mishum uh, because of the principle of Rabbi Yochanan. So, uh, the principle, as we've seen uh, before, we saw it yesterday, we saw it the day before. It says if someone steals something and the owner has not given up hope of getting it back, neither of them can make it hectic, can consecrate it. The thief uh, can't do it because it is not his. And the original owner can't do it because it's not in his possession. He doesn't have uh, access to it, and therefore uh, that's it. So now the same type of principle uh, would apply uh, to giving authority to someone to collect a debt. Uh, Because essentially what you're doing, you're transferring ownership uh, of the item that was stolen, uh, or, or, the, or the debt, sorry, uh, not that was stolen, but it's equivalent to the stolen item, you're transferring it over uh, from the owner to this person that's acting on, on, on the behalf of the, of the collector. Otherwise, uh, the debtor could say, listen, you know, what am I doing, at, yeah, what am I doing with you, as we're going to see uh, in a second as well. So if the, in, in the case of movable property, because it's being held by someone else, it's not in the owner's possession, and therefore, uh, the same way we say that uh, the owner can't consecrate the item, you also can't uh, transfer ownership uh, over it to this other person. Uh, okay, it could amra another slightly different version of this. Amru Naudai, the people in Naudai say, Lo, ketivan okrata amatatale de kafra you're not allowed to write uh, this document of authorization for collecting uh, movable property uh, that the debtor has, uh, w- has denied uh, owing, owing to you, right? So because the, the fact is, he sa- you, you say, listen, give me these items. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and therefore, you can't write an authorization document uh, to allow someone else to collect uh, timer to cover. And there's only because... He has denied only it. Why? Uh, it looks like he has come and lied in the document, essentially, because uh, it looks false, this document, and uh, because you're giving over uh, something to someone who's, and he's denied it. He's denied owing it in the first place, and therefore it looks like a false document. Someone's lying over here. Either the person that uh, you, is purported to have taken the document, or else now you, you're saying you still owed it, and now you are writing it over to someone else. So, so someone here is definitely lying, and therefore you're not allowed to do such a thing. Well, law, kafra, katvan. And now we just amend what we'd said before, before we'd given a blanket rule, and said that if someone 
if there's movables involved, you cannot assign this document of response of uh, uh, document of um, authorization over to someone else to collect. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we, we we modify it. We say no. That's only if he's denied having done it. But in a normal situation, you would be entitled uh, to do it. All right. So now I'm in our day, and a third thing, uh, or. You know, second, because it was an Ikud Amre, maybe. So it says, Okata, Drokatevi Bay. There's what you have to write in it. Zil, Don, Uzaki, Apik, Lenafshach. Right? What you have to do, this document authorization has to go very far. Uh, it says, uh, go and take this, this action, legal action, against that person. And what do you have to do? You have to go along and collect it for yourself. Apik, Lenafshach, right? You have to go along and collect for yourself. So essentially, you are. Uh, becoming me, uh, that is, uh, that's how much of a shlichut uh, you have to give to the person, that he actually becomes uh, that the, the underlying, uh, you, your agent becomes you, uh, and, and therefore he's entitled, uh, he has to go and collect it for himself. He's doing it, uh, he's not just doing it for you, he's doing it as you, right? And, and therefore that is that. Late bay, Mashasha, and if it hasn't got that uh, clause written in it, then there is uh, no substance to it. Okay, my time. What is the reason? Because, as we had alluded to in the in opening statements about this, we said uh, that the debtor can turn around to him and say, "Listen, what are you doing here? Uh, what is the uh, the, the issue uh, with you? I don't. I have nothing to do with you. Uh, I don't have to answer to you. Uh, therefore, I'm not dealing with you. Uh, and uh, but if you say, "Listen, uh, this is me. Uh, I just can't get there right now. Uh, this is me." And that and that's it. All right, um, you know we uh, we've kind of got past the stage because you know we have uh, lawyers and things like that, and the lawyers act on our behalf, and everyone understands it, and, and things like that. But this, uh, according to this, uh, you'd have to say uh, you'd have to give you'd have to say the lawyer is not acting uh, on your behalf; he has to be acting uh, as you, uh, which are kind of strange statement to, to, to come and uh, to come and make. Okay, anyway, Amar Abaya. So Abaya says, uh, So now, once we said you have to tell the person that he's acting on your behalf, uh, that he's acting as you, right? Uh, it says, you, you, you know, go and take action against him uh, and collect it uh, on your behalf, right? Because now your behalf, uh, not just my behalf, it's your behalf. Uh, what happens if you only gave him the authority uh, to collect a half, a third, a quarter? So essentially, you are not giving him rights to everything. You're giving him rights to a fraction of it. Migu. Uh, uh, so essentially because he's fighting for half of it uh, and uh, with, you know, because he's fighting for a part of it not just, uh, you can't just say dafka half uh, and, and, and no more uh, that, uh, or, I mean no less uh, what you have to say because he's fighting for a portion of it uh, he's entitled uh, to fight for all of it okay so that's uh, another part of the puzzle uh, that we have to see. Okay, Amar Amar, and now that we get to the, the following, once we've established all these ground rules, uh, we get to the following. Amar Amar, e tafash la mafkirin minay. So what happens if the collector uh, now steps in and, and you said, go and collect that item for me, uh, go and collect that item uh, as, as you, uh, you know, go and collect it on, on, on your own behalf. Uh, what happens if instead of uh, what, what uh, he's meant to do is give it back, mafkinin uh, minay. 
he takes it for himself. Okay, uh, he takes it for himself. Law mafkin in mina. He tafas if he if he grabs it. Law mafkin in mina. The court uh, is he's so much. Uh, you've given him so much power. Uh, if he keeps it for himself, uh, the court can't take it away from you because after all, you said, listen, uh, go and collect it on your behalf. Uh, and he goes and collects. He says, "You told me to do it, and that's what I've done." Uh, and therefore, uh, it is um, uh, you've given over. All right. So Amar uh, Ravashi, Amar Ravashi disagrees. He says, "Listen, Kevan the Katvalei called Mitanei Min Dina Kablitalai." Uh, it says the, the owner can then turn around. He says, listen, uh, the owner wrote to the person who he authorized to collect it. I accept upon myself anything that develops as a result of this legal process. Essentially, shaliach uh, shavia. So what, what he has, he's turned him into a shaliach. Uh, and uh, it's, not, uh, it's not that uh, he becomes you uh, 100%. He is just your shaliach. He's acting as your agent, but he doesn't uh, become you. Uh, he still it maintains uh, in, uh, like a little bit of uh, he, he's, he's acting uh, he's doing things but he only is, is under your guidance and therefore he can't take uh, things for yourself okay Vedekar Amar another version of the Shutafa Shavya you've turned him into a partner and, uh, and therefore uh, you've given him half uh, and, and you've, given, uh, you've kept half over yourself uh, so now Laman Afkamina uh, what practical difference uh, would there be and between this of Ravashi Lemitvas Palga uh, the question is whether the collector keeps half for himself if you're a, a, I'm a partner uh, then uh, if I keep half uh, myself well, then no one uh, can complain about that he's just uh, but, uh, on the other hand um, uh, you could say listen if you're an agent you're not entitled uh, to anything uh, as one would expect uh, the person uh, turns him into a shaliach, turns him only into an agent, uh, but not into a partner uh, and not into someone, not as uh, the underlying person themselves. It's not like I'm transferring over the debt to you, so now it's actually your debt uh, to collect. We don't go that far because of the possibility of misuse. Okay, so after uh, at least uh, a week of, uh, of uh, just on the one Mishnah, uh, now we move uh, to the second Mishnah in our chapter. Uh, and uh, what we're going to see, uh, it gives the, the standard case uh, up front, and then we are going to see uh, further uh, parameters and definitions uh, and, and, and cases of, uh, that, that come up uh, thereafter. But all, really, the, the thrust of this Mishnah uh, is that the person will always have to pay four and five. As we see, Ganav al Pishnaim. If a person steals, and there are two witnesses uh, to the theft, of a Tavach Umachar al uh, and then two other people uh, come and, and witness it as well and, and, and one would assume um, uh, you know, the proper warning has been given etc and he says listen uh, you know, and, um, uh, and, and, and he shechted it and he sold it maybe, maybe there doesn't have to be warning and he shechted and sold it uh, with, with two other witnesses. Anyway, Mishalayim, Tashluma, Arba, Vichamisha. He has to go along and pay four or five, depending on whether it is an ox or a sheep. Four for the ox, five for the sheep. Okay, 
Ganav umachar, four for the sheep and five for the ox. Okay, Ganav umachar b'Shabbat. In all the next cases, uh, he's still going to have to pay four and five. Okay, uh, so what happens if he steals an animal and he sells it on Shabbat? Or Ganav umachar lavodazora. So uh, what we have here, if he steals it on Shabbat, uh, which is um, uh, you know not what you're supposed to do, uh, but then he sells it on Shabbat. Uh, we're going to contrast this with a Mishnah that's going to be coming up in a few days time, uh, where uh, the person does uh, something that uh, is, is, uh, he'd be liable for the death penalty, uh, like um, uh, breaking Shabbat uh, properly, uh, that, and, 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 and uh, breaking Shabbat on a Dorata level. Uh, and that is uh, what we're going to see. So if he steals an animal and uh, shechts it or something on Shabbat, that, that's a different. But yeah, he sold it on Shabbat. Uh, the fact is that... Um, uh, because he steals it on Shabbat, because uh, you know you might have done something wrong, uh, but it's not severe enough to incur the death penalty. Uh, so, so therefore, you, you're obliged, uh, you're obligated to come along and pay the four or five. So, you know, you, you, for example, you say someone who sells an element on Shabbat uh, because uh, commercial transactions are just uh, forbidden on a rabbinical level, uh, and you don't get the death penalty uh, for it. And and the same thing, the next case as well, uh, or you steal an animal on Shabbat, you sell it to Avodah So now it's not that you worshipped Avodah Worshipping Avodah you would get killed for that. Uh, and, and therefore, you would be exempt uh, from the sheep uh, because of the fact of the Kamlei Midirabi Minei. You're always liable to the greater punishment. Uh, but we, not, we don't say that. We don't apply that uh, when uh, the punishment is not uh, something, not the, uh, at least uh, in this part of the Mishnah, the death penalty. Okay, so uh, selling uh, $4.3 <coughs> is not a capital. Uh, you're not going to get killed for it. Uh, but we would, if it, you would check for it, uh, you would uh, get killed for it, and therefore you wouldn't pay 4 and 5 so it leaves that case out conspicuously. Alright, uh, and also you stole it and shechted it on Yom Kippur. Now, the liability for Yom Kippur uh, is uh, karet, okay, which is not uh, the, the uh, earthly death penalty, and therefore uh, we say, according to this, uh, even karet uh, is not. It's not that you uh, karet and monetary liability can coexist. Uh, we're going to discuss that more, I think, tomorrow, uh, where we see that, uh, no, it's, it, it is, you know, you, you're liable for karate, granted, uh, but still, that's, you don't, it's not kamle midirabi it has to be the death penalty and a monetary penalty. Similarly, ganav mishel aviv, v'tavach machar lakarkach meit aviv. You steal an animal of your father's and shechted it or sold it. Right? So, in theory, you are, I mean, no, you should be liable to the four and five payment, a standard type of behavior over here um, that you would be liable for four or five. And then the father died. Okay, and uh, your father then died. And what happens is you inherited, he inherited uh, his father's possessions uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, either on his own or in partnership with his brothers. Even in that case, because he's still, uh, now he's the, 
owner of it, he doesn't have to pay back himself, uh, and therefore he doesn't have to pay uh, anyone. Uh, so, Ganavatavach, Achar, Kach, Hiktish, and also the same kind of thing. If you steal an animal and shechted it, and then afterwards you consecrated it, uh, then it doesn't make a difference because you stole it and shechted it uh, first, and then afterwards you consecrated the carcass, well, that's got no uh, difference. Obviously, uh, if you uh, consecrate it after you shechted it, uh, um, um, Sorry, if you consecrated before you shechted it, uh, then that would be a different story. So we're very precise uh, with every word in the Mishnah. In all of these cases, you pay the four or five payments. All right, so now, uh, So now, what happens if you uh, steal an animal and then you shecht it? Uh, for, but you don't shecht it for you to eat, uh, you shecht it for uh, medicinal purposes. You want something out the animal and you need uh, the meat or you need uh, an item uh, in the animal uh, or le uh, clavim, or you shecht it just to feed your dogs. That uh, is still uh, defined as a normal shechita, as we're going to see uh, in a second. Ashkait, great. trefa. What happens if you shechted uh, it and you found uh, it is inedible uh, because the animal is a trefer uh, or chulin bazara? Well, else you you steal an animal, uh, a holy animal, and then you you uh, uh, shecht it uh, in in the uh, in the zara. Right? Uh, sorry, it's a non-holy animal, uh, and you go and you shecht it in the Azara. You go take a non-holy animal, and you take it inside the Beit HaMikdash, and you kill it inside the Beit HaMikdash. So you're not allowed to do that uh, uh, in this situation, and uh, uh, if you shecht it inside uh, the temple courtyard, um, you're only allowed to bring uh, holy animals into the courtyard, and if you shecht non-holy animals in the courtyard, uh, you will get lashed uh, you know, from from the rabbis uh, for that, and you're not supposed to get benefit. But still, um, you know, uh, it's not a dorata uh, prohibition. But uh, still, you're not supposed to. Uh, you're not allowed to get benefit, uh, including eating. Uh, from the animal. All right, so in all of those cases, Mashalayim Tishlumay Abba Vachamisha, you do pay uh, the four or five payments. Uh, for that, again, uh, you, it, it, the same type of principle applies uh, in, uh, with, with regard uh, to that uh, because uh, you, you, you stole it and then you shechted it. Uh, it doesn't make a difference if you violated something. Uh, uh, that you shouldn't have uh, while you shechted it, uh, so still you still are liable for four and five. However, Rabbi Shimon Porter, the last two, uh, if you shecht an animal and find that it's a trefa, uh, or you shecht an animal, chulin, uh, inside the azara, a non-holy animal, inside the temple courtyard, you bring it in and you shecht it there, uh, what is Rabbi Shimon's opinion, as we're going to see, uh, what you, uh, shechting has to be uh, for the purpose, has to allow it to be eaten. Uh, and therefore, uh, unless you do that, it's not even defined as shechting. So therefore, with the Torah is being precise. It says if you steal an animal, and then you come and shecht it. Okay, one of the things, you sell it, uh, which we talked about earlier on in the Mishnah, and now you shecht it. And as a result of the shechting, so now, it's not just, it, it's dafka shechting. Uh, it's not just uh, killing it. It's not beheading it. Uh, it's not killing the animal. It means shechting the animal. And, uh, and, and, and according to Rabbi Shimon, uh, you have to shecht an animal means that it has to be eaten, be able to be eaten. In these last two cases, 
because a trefer can't be eaten and so too an animal shechted inside the uh, azara, a non-holy animal inside the azara uh, can't be shechted. Uh, so therefore it's not even defined as shechting. It's defined as killing the animal, granted, uh, but you're not liable for the four or five payment for that. Okay, Gomorrah picks up. As follows, uh, is our Mishnah not like Rabbi Akiva? Uh, because uh, the, the, uh, what we have, uh, Rabbi Akiva's statement, which is uh, about a verse in Parashat Shoftim, uh, it says, uh, you, you come davar. Uh, that is the verse from uh, Parashat Shoftim, that's in chapter 19 of Devarim. Uh, verse 15. Okay. Why? Uh, uh, Rabbi Akiva says uh, that uh, if, you, if you come uh, and uh, the thief would be exempt uh, from the four or five payments uh, because uh, that the witness testimony you have to re- refer to the whole matter and not part of a matter. In this case, uh, that the Mishnah said, uh, when we said one set of witnesses uh, comes and testifies uh, that the person stole, and one uh, set of witnesses come and testify uh, that the man shechted it or slaughtered uh, this ox or sheep, uh, and therefore uh, their testimony alone, if you come along and say, oh, we saw this guy uh, shecht or sell the sheep, uh, uh, without the previous thing. You have to join them to the previous witnesses uh, in order for the four or five payment uh, to take effect. If you don't do that, uh, their, sta- their statement is essentially meaningless. You come in isolation to someone and you say, listen, uh, uh, the two witnesses come and say, listen, we saw you uh, steal, uh, we saw you uh, sell the sheep or shecked it. Uh, and the guy says, okay, so, so what? You know, that's the, that's the response he could give. Anyway, Uh, So surely that that goes against Rabbi Akiva. How do we know uh, where uh, Rabbi Akiva's uh, opinion holds? Tanya. Am Rav Yossi. gives another example, unrelated uh, seemingly to uh, the the actual Bavakama topic that we've been talking about. Now it's all about testimony. So now Rabbi Yossi says, Uh, When my father Khalafta, so this is uh, his his father Yossi, Rabbi Yossi Ben Khalafta, says when my father Khalafta, uh, went to learn Torah Eto Rabbi Yochanan Benuri with Rabbi Yochanan Benuri Lumot Torah Vamrila Rabbi Yochanan Benuri Eto Abba whilst Rabbi Yochanan Benuri went to learn Torah with Abba Chalafta uh, my father Chalafta Amrila so whatever whoever uh, went with who uh, the following was the statement that came out in one of their discussions uh, is, is the following Haray Shachla Shana Rishona Bifi Shnaim Shnea Bifi Shnaim Ushlushit uh, so now what happens is there's talking about a law of uh, a person that's been squatting on the land uh, for three years uh, and there's above a batra topic uh, so we'll get there uh, in the next couple of uh, um, months uh, to, to these types of topics but anyway uh, what we have uh, just for our understanding uh, what we need uh, is that if someone's been uh, in a property for three years and no one's complained uh, no one's uh, raised any objections uh, to it so what happens is he's defined as the legal owner it's known as Chazaka uh, that he is uh, the owner of that because if someone sees someone on his land uh, doesn't stop doing uh, he, doesn't, he wants to evict them straight away he says listen what are you doing here uh, I'm going to get rid of you uh, therefore once you've been there three years uh, unopposed uh, you are 
you, you don't have to show uh, any documentary evidence anymore uh, for the property. So now the question is, uh, if a person uh, comes and he, he's on the land and he harvests it and eats the produce of this field uh, for one year and there are two witnesses uh, for the first year uh, and then there are two, two separate witnesses uh, for the second year and two separate witnesses for the third year uh, that this person has eaten property, eaten fruit that grew on the property uh, and uh, seems to have been in charge of the land. Uh, can we combine uh, these three testimonies uh, to uh, say that it's a, it's a full testimony uh, that he ate uh, or, you know, produce of three years and therefore the guy is in ownership? Uh, so that is it. I'm a law. Uh, so either Rabbi Kalasa said to Rabbi Yochanan Minuri, Rabbi Yochanan, you know, vice versa, uh, this is a chazaka. Uh, it's, it's defined as a good chazaka and, and therefore uh, he'd be entitled to keep uh, the produce uh, after that uh, he's, 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 and the field uh, as well uh, because this is a good chazaka Amalo, Afana no Merchen I also agree with you however Rabbi Akiva, I've heard, argues in this matter. Why? What we have in this situation, Rabbi Akiva would say, uh, the Torah requires you to, the witness, have to testify with regard to something complete and not something just a partial part of a matter. Uh, and therefore, surely, in order to say this guy has got a chazaka, uh, that he owns the land that he has been on, uh, and, and, and for the last three years, uh, you have three sets of witnesses over there, and uh, each set of witnesses only establishes one year. Uh, so surely we don't combine these two. Uh, does this mean that the Mishnah does not go uh, like Rabbi Akiva? And uh, we see, so the Gemara says, Amar Abai says, no, not so fast. I feel it's time Rabbi Akiva. You could even say it goes uh, to like Rabbi Akiva. Uh, me, um, Law Mordei Rabbi Akiva, surely Rabbi Akiva agrees. Vishnaim Omrim, Kedesh Vishnaim Omrim Baal. What happens is, Rabbi Akiva agrees that in the case when two witnesses say uh, this person uh, engaged a particular woman and two other witnesses say, no, uh, um, someone uh, later on, not obviously her husband uh, the, or the fiancé, whatever the case is, but someone has come and had relations uh, with this woman, uh, surely uh, that proves, uh, because you've got two witnesses, uh, that there was adultery, it's, it's concluded, and there's no, you know, it's not a sort of issue or anything like that because you have uh, full witnesses uh, and therefore uh, this woman will be liable uh, for the death penalty if she was warned beforehand okay uh, and it says so the Afal Gav we just continue with the statement we said Afal Gav the Aide Bia uh, even though uh, the witnesses testifying about the woman having relations uh, have to know they have to, they're relying on the, the, the witnesses that said uh, the woman is engaged otherwise this woman would just be having licentious uh, relations uh, with people and therefore uh, their testimony is meaningless second testimony is meaningless uh, from the point of, uh, of, of saying without the testimony of the first witnesses uh, but still because it doesn't work the other way the, 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 um, the witnesses testifying about uh, the fact that this woman's engaged uh, don't need uh, the witnesses to say that she had relations subsequently their testimony stands in and of itself alright we call this a complete matter uh, right? and therefore we, we say that um, 
Uh, we'd say, because the first ones uh, testify about a complete matter, they don't have to rely on anyone else. Uh, so too, we would say, the second ones also stand on their own. And Hachanami, uh, the same thing in our case over here. Uh, even though uh, the, the, the thief who steals the animal, uh, that, uh, and then he goes along and checks it, uh, the people that, that, that speak about checking uh, required uh, for, for them the person to be liable a four or five payment uh, because of the fact uh, they need uh, the people of talking about Geneva, uh, the people talking about the theft. Uh, but it, it works. Uh, it, it does it. They are not required the other way. Kavan, the Eide Geneva, Lord Tsuki, the Eide Tvecha. Uh, the, the witnesses uh, about the theft uh, do not require uh, the, the witnesses about the shechting. Davar kurinabe. We call that a complete davar because a guy it, it can, can testify uh, that so and so stole something and be liable uh, double uh, for that. Okay, so uh, it, it stands on its own. Uh, and uh, yeah, number one doesn't need number two, uh, and, and therefore. Yeah, we say that it is a complete matter. So we can say, therefore, even part two uh, doesn't need part one uh, to establish it as a separate matter. Rabbanan, hi davar, lo davar, So, you know, just on the fact we see that Rabbi Kiva uh, learns this, but what did the rabbis learn from that extra phrase, davar? What happens is, echad omer, uh, talking about uh, a woman, uh, a young girl, uh, how old she is, and uh, to, to become an adult, uh, you have to have two pubic hairs. And Gar says he saw a hair uh, on her uh, lower back, and the other one says he saw a hair on her stomach. Okay, it could be uh, you know, the, uh, her pubic area as well. So, so therefore, one, uh, you have, if you say that it's one witnesses, uh, you know, so, so two witnesses uh, testify separately, uh, they each see one hair, and therefore we are, that's uh, halakhically meaningless, uh, and therefore the rabbis learn that the testimonies don't combine. Uh, it says, no, Hi, uh, It's not just half a matter, it's also half an aid because you've got two witnesses, but each witness only testifies about one thing. So you've got one witness on it. So this is completely meaningless according to everyone. Uh, so therefore, that can't be the case. Ella, Lumote, it comes along uh, to exclude Shnaimurim. Uh, that even though two witnesses uh, say we saw one hair uh, on her back and the other one, two witnesses say we saw one hair on her front uh, it, you know, maybe pubic hair, whatever okay, uh, in, in this situation hi, Amri Katanahi still, both of these people are testifying uh, that this woman is a Katana Vahani Amri Katanahi both sets of witnesses are saying that this woman is still a minor so therefore uh, that's what's known as cheti uh, davar, uh, half of the matter, uh, and that's uh, that's what the davar alpi shnaim edim yakum davar, not cheti davar. So here, uh, the rabbis would include uh, this case as well. So we quote from the Mishnah, So what happens if a person uh, steals an animal and then sells it on Shabbat? Uh, we had said that he was exempt. However, we have a bright of a Tanya Patur. Uh, we have a writer that says that he is uh, exempt uh, from that, which, as we explained before, must be that the person is liable to the death penalty 
for such a thing. Uh, in, in other words, uh, because he's going to get killed, he's exempt uh, from any monetary liability. Okay, so what, what could this case uh, be to um, uh, be talking about? Uh, this writer is talking about a part that he's exempt. Essentially, what happens is is that you tell the person you have uh, have uh, you've stolen an animal uh, and you've put it in my possession. But uh, really, what happens is is that uh, as soon as you pick off this. Uh, fig off my off off my tree uh, on Shabbat. Uh, thereby, that's a capital offence. Uh, if you would do that, uh, and 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 that is the uh, mechanism whereby I will acquire your action. Uh, and that's uh, there's a whole discussion over here exactly what halachic uh, mechanism of transfer it is. Uh, some people say it's like chalipin. Uh, that is uh, uh, Tosfot, uh, that other people say it is uh, the uh, it's on the, uh, the person's possession. Uh, it's, I mean, on the person's property, and therefore, uh, once he acquire, does does the fig, his cutter acquires it from him. Anyway, uh, whichever way it, it works out, uh, that the animal is only acquired after he does the capital offence of remo- taking the fig and picking the fig, uh, which is obviously forbidden. Uh, under the uh, the laws of Shabbat. All right, so that is, uh, and that's Kamlei Midirabe Minei. You are exempt uh, from the 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 lesser punishment because you're subject to the death penalty. All right, Amri Kavandi Kat Tava Lei Kenan Bidina. So uh, the, the the rabbis disagree with this uh, because they say, listen, uh, if you would come along and claim it, let's say uh, the guy said, listen, I was going to. To, to pay you, and then I refuse to pay you. Uh, if you would bring a capital case, I mean a, a monetary case against the thief, law, I mean in law, zil shalem, wouldn't we make the guy, uh, wouldn't we say to the thief, the court would say, listen, go and pay the animal uh, that you owe him. So therefore, demichayev menashor, hu demichira, nami lo lemichirahi. Uh, so so the, the court wouldn't say to the, the guy, go and pay him, uh, because he's going to get the higher penalty of death. Uh, so therefore, uh, we see that the sale is not really a good sale at all. And therefore, that's not called. Uh, this type of exchange is not really a sale at all. And therefore, that can't be the explanation of the writer. So, Ella Amara Papa, Papa gives another example uh, of this. Bo'omelo, Zorok, Gavanateich, Lachate, Vitzkani, Li. Uh, basically what you should do is throw uh, your stolen animal from the public domain uh, into my private domain, my enclosed uh, courtyard and, and, theref- and thereby it will be acquired by me uh, so you can acquire an item There's, this is by putting it on your property and therefore uh, when the thief uh, puts animal down on the purchaser's property he takes it, he's, he's also done at the same time the simultaneous effect of moving something from the public domain into a private domain and that thereby he'd be liable for Shabbat uh, the, uh, what's, what's known as um, uh, that is the definition of carrying on Shabbat uh, you do that kira, uh, you pick it up in one domain and you move it to another domain the hanacha is in another domain hereby uh, you transfer from one reshut to the other and therefore you'd be exempt uh, from the four or five payment because you'd be liable to the death penalty for carrying hutzah on Shabbos alright, so come on, who is this going like? Uh, Kriya Be'akiva, must be 
and there's a Shabbat law uh, that we saw all the way back in Masechet Shabbat and Erevin uh, as well. So what, what is the law? Uh, it says that if you throw something uh, from one private domain to another private domain over uh, the public domain, uh, Rabbi Akiva says you are liable. Why? Because uh, something that is moving and something that is airborne is essentially seen as lying uh, as having touched the floor. So even though it's airborne and even though you might think uh, in the case on Shabbat, uh, which is not mentioned here, uh, but just the, the, con- the conceptual basis of it, throw from one private domain to another private domain. Uh, there shouldn't be any problem with that. No, but it's across a public domain. So we consider uh, something that is airborne as if it has come to rest in that area. The uh, Rabbanan, because if it was, and that's Rabbi Akiva's opinion, so it must be the same thing with this animal. Uh, once, and even though the animal is just airborne, one, would, one has to come and say that it's considered as if the animal has come to rest. If it is like the rabbis, because uh, what, um, once the animal reaches the airspace of the courtyard, uh, he is seemingly acquired at the same way uh, that you acquire things that are in the airspace of your courtyard, as long as they are going to end up uh, dropping there. Uh, so therefore, in Shabbat, lo ad demachai la'ara. Uh, so there's going to be a difference uh, in time. Okay, once something is simultaneous, we said uh, that you incur the liability simultaneous, the death penalty and a monetary penalty. Uh, so that, uh, that, that, that's where you apply the principle of kamle midrabum. We only apply the greater principle of the death penalty. We don't apply the lesser principle. Uh, of uh, of uh, the monetary penalty, but yeah, uh, we the, your airspace acquires it uh, a few seconds before that uh, it actually lands on the ground. So you have acquired it. Theft. The theft took place before the. Uh, capital uh, punishment of transferring an item on Shabbat. And therefore, uh, there'd be difference in times and actually you'd be liable uh, to both because it wasn't simultaneous. Uh, Alright, so the Gemara says, uh, No, it doesn't have to follow Rabbi Akiva. It could even follow the rabbis as well because you, what you could say, there was another condition, a condition made uh, by the purchaser uh, to the thief. He says, your stolen animal uh, shouldn't be acquired by me until it's actually come to rest on the ground. Okay, so uh, the, the, the capital punishment of transferring on Shabbat uh, is uh, incurred at the same time of the theft and come lay me and that's why he is puzzled. Okay, Rav Amar, Rav actually says, listen, Olam Krabi Bachama. We could actually explain it previously like Rami Bachama uh, talking about the case of the picking of the fig on Shabbat. Etnan uh, asra, Torah. Uh, so now what happens is uh, you can say, and, and, and we move on you know, here into a fairly radical case, uh, because what happens is you're not allowed to bring an etnanzona. Uh, if you give a woman a payment of a, a, an animal uh, as, as payment for her sexual services, uh, what happens is, is that animal is not allowed uh, to be brought up. Uh, on the altar. Okay, uh, so what happens in this uh, very odd case? Um, uh, even if a man would have relations uh, with his mother, okay, ancestral relations with his mother, uh, death penalty, uh, obviously, uh, for, for that type of, or well, actually it's a, uh, it's a current, uh, a death penalty, no, it's a death penalty. 
for that. Okay, uh, What happens is, so you liable for death penalty. However, there is a monetary aspect involved. Uh, she would bring a claim in front of us, saying, listen, uh, my son owes me uh, the sheep uh, for the sexual services that I performed for him. Me, I'm running lie. Come, have la. Uh, Etna, no, we would never uh, require him to pay. The guy is going to be liable uh, to the death penalty, uh, and therefore we're not worried about any monetary thing over there. Ella, Afagav, Diki Bedina. So even though uh, she is claiming it from him uh, and in, in court. Sorry, let's just begin that bit again. Ella Afogav, even though she would come and uh, try to bring her some kind of legal claim against him, demanding the animal, we would not say to him, uh, go along and pay her. Because uh, if he did give it to her, uh, it is considered uh, an etnan. Okay, so, so even though we wouldn't do it in court, uh, still, in this situation, it still is got the, the status of an etnan zona, uh, this payment to a prostitute. Haha nami, the same thing over here. Afagav delinian tashlumim e tavabedina kaman, with regard to the picking of the fig, uh, even though if the guy would come along and claim it, I uh, wouldn't say to him, Loamrin and lay zil shalem, I wouldn't say to him, go along and pay it. Uh, what would we say? Uh, even in this situation, still, there is an effective act of acquisition. Uh, it is considered valid sale, and that is why he would be liable to pay the four or the five uh, payment. Okay, so that uh, is, is that. All right, is a good place to stop. Uh, we will do that. Everyone should have a great day.